Holy Spirit, we so thank you for your presence, your anointing here this morning. Such a special service, the blessing service. And I thank you for your anointing already. Weren't the worship team outstanding this morning? Can we put our hands together? Setting the platform prophetically. Last Sunday I spoke a word. If you never got a chance to listen to last Sunday's message, please go online, listen to the podcast. It will lead into today's message about the power of our words. And I want to tell you and remind you again as your pastor, God is up to something. Isaiah 43 says, Will you not be aware of it? I've begun something new. Uh, It's already began. I'm letting you know as your pastor, as your shepherd, as your oversight, God is doing something. Don't miss this season. Don't miss these messages because it's not just for me, it's for you. It's for you where you are right now. And as we bring honor back into our relationship with God, everything He desires to flow through to you will start to flow. And it's not because we're evil, it's just because we've become too familiar. Too familiar is we just don't give it as much value as we do anymore. That's all it is. And so that's when uh, that word came to me, and uh, I'm writing a book at the moment about honor. And God said, I want you to bring honor back, give it value again. And it started this whole series. I don't think I'll get off it right through to the end of the year. And then as a gift from me to you, I've been keeping this a secret. Belinda just laughs now. She said, you can't keep any secrets. As a gift from me to you, I'm going to gift you the book, It's All About Honor. Yeah, I'm that sort of pastor. No wonder I'm broke. But uh, And then they'll be available at the end. Uh, Oh, I feel a bit... I'm going to be signing books out the front. And if you want to purchase them for your family and give them out as Christmas gifts, send them out there. Uh, It's a book about honor, declarations you can pray daily. Who's been enjoying the declarations? I tell you what, we're getting testimonies. I sent a heap of testimonies. They didn't go up. We had one lady going, Pastor Mark, I know I've been away from church for over two years, but please don't stop sending the declarations. It, it, it's blessing me. Uh, someone else, we've got text and text and text coming in. And don't forget, declare every day over your life, over your family. There's something powerful. You with oh, Pastor Mark, it's just a declaration. We're shifting from here to the spiritual realm. It's another realm altogether. And today we're going to shift it again to be declaring a blessing. And I want to introduce you to what is a blessing? When do you pray it? How do you pray it? For what purpose is it? And uh, we're going to have fun this morning, but the Holy Spirit is already here. But I do want to give a big shout out to Sammy Coleman. Where's Sammy? He's gone already. He's very busy. He's probably flying to Sydney now for a gig. And he comes in and he goes out. But uh, so good to see Sam on the drums. Can we give a shout out? I think it's David, is it, from Nova on the sound this morning? And the boys from Nova! Tune in to Nova, channel 104.5. And uh, we honour you guys for being here this morning, uh, getting here early. And uh, thank you for that. 
But oh, I feel the prophetic here right now. I just feel his unction. What we're going to do this morning, he's already set up and going to shift. I believe you're going to see shifts in your family. I believe you're going to see shifts in your children. I believe some of the things that you've been struggling with and striving with, you're going to start to celebrate and see shift happen. Why? Because you've decided to start speaking a blessing, changing your language and changing your words. Well, just talk to the person beside you. Tell them something beautiful about them. No, he missed it. I only give out one a day, one compliment. We had two marriage proposals and two dinner invitations just then. But Sammy, welcome home, mate. So good to see you on the drums. I was upstairs and I told Belinda, Joshy, sorry about this. I was upstairs in my study going over my word and I, and I heard the drums bail and I said, there's something different about him today. There's a feel. Like Joshy plays outstanding, but there was just this extra. And then I heard a little, uh, oh, Sammy's in the house. I went, okay, Sammy. It, it's not better. It's just different. It's different. That's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> you two can challenge each other. And Courtney, you were outstanding. Come on. Who is this woman? Where has she been hiding? Coming out there leading like that, you're going to get invitations all over Adelaide. I tell you what, she's amazing. She's amazing. Okay, Max, that's enough. Yep, told him that. Good. Mrs. Baker, you look gorgeous this morning. Let's pray. I wrote down a specific prayer. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, I thank you first and foremost for entrusting me with this series. It's all about honor. You encouraged us in Isaiah chapter 43. But forget all of that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Hold that thought, people. Forget all of that. What's been going on in your life? It's nothing. Say nothing. Nothing compared to what I am going to do. I prophesy and declare that over your lives this morning. It's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. For I'm about to do a new, brand new thing that I'm prophesying right now. A brand new thing in your life. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it, says the Lord? I'm making a pathway through the wilderness. Where you've been lost, worried, wondering, God is making a pathway to come home, back through the passageway, of honor. I will create rivers in the desert, springs in the desert, so that you will be refreshed on this journey, saith the Lord. And there's a fresh refreshing. I declare a fresh refreshing over this church right now, over your life, over into your family. I declare a season of refreshing. I declare that as I'm speaking this morning, blind eyes are being opened, hearts are being revived. Bondages are being broken. 
destroyed. Yokes are being removed. Minds are being set free. Release the fullness of your spirit amongst us, we pray. Amen. The power of a blessing. Say the power of a blessing. This is what I want to speak about this morning. The power of a blessing. Our words are very powerful. Our words are creative. And last week I shared about that. I shared that um, we have to be so careful when it comes to this thing called our words. And when we come to our words and when we come to the distinction between prayer and a blessing, I thought a blessing, Pastor Mark, is like a prayer. No, there's a huge difference. When we pray, we actually lift up a petition to God. On the blessing, it's something that comes from God and is directed towards His people. So when we bless, we are invoking, summoning, or calling upon God's blessing for the benefit of another person. When we bless, we are seeking God's blessing to flow through us into another person. John Hagee, a minister in the States, writes, When it comes to a blessing, it is the impartation of the supernatural power of God into the life of another person by the spoken word of God's delegated authority. When you speak over someone's life and declare, we have to remember, and I wrote this down as a reminder for you too, our words create. Our words have the power to create. Our words have life. Words can shape the life of someone. We can compliment or curse through the same mouth. I can get up today and walk around and through my office place and space, I can choose on that day to curse everyone in my midst or I can compliment everyone around me. It's my choice. The same vessel, the same voice has the power to speak life or death. This is the power of this thing called our mouth. Wars have been started through ill-spoken words. Marriages have been dissolved and divorced because someone said something and it was never let go. And that person, when they're getting counseled, said, listen, are you sure you're going to walk out on this marriage? Yeah. Pastor, you don't know what he said to me. The power of a word. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. The message translation says. The amplified translation says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear all oh, bear the consequences of their words. The, mes- uh, the message opens up here. Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words is going to come back and haunt you. There will be a time of reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Words can be your salvation. Words can also be your 
damnation. Matthew 12, 36 to 37. He's sharing Jesus at this time. A very sobering reminder when it comes to our words, he's doing a teaching. Matthew chapter 12, if you look at it, he's doing five teachings. And in the midst of this five teachings, he comes and lands on one passage of Scripture, and it's to do with our words. And it's interesting there that in that passage of Scripture, he's teaching, he starts opening up a first teaching about the uh, children, <clears throat> children of Israel. Then all of a sudden, while he's teaching, he comes and, and he's interrupted and he's teaching. And the worst thing for a rabbi when they're teaching is to be stopped. But someone's come and they're going, Rabbi, 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 here's this man. And they're bringing this man and he's, he, he, he's demon-possessed and he's there and he's writhing and uh, Jesus is teaching and he says, uh, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. And they bring this man to him. And they said, Master, heal him. And the passage of Scripture for that, we read here, this is what here. Some people brought to Jesus a man who was blind and could not talk because he had a demon in him. Jesus healed the man. And the reference the writer puts here doesn't say he could go and activate and get back with work. doesn't say he could get back into the community. It says, and he healed him. And he could talk and see again. When you're oppressed, when you're being attacked in the spiritual realm, it's real. It's real. I could sit here and tell you a story for hours. Tell you when Michelle and I moved into Paralawi and we heard the banging. I got up at two o'clock in the morning and there must have been 50 cats outside my house smashing our window trying to get in. What's that? That was just spiritual activity happening. I can remember Travis. I'm laying in bed and the Holy Spirit woke me up and said, quick, get to Travis, get to Travis now. Walked out of my bedroom, went down the corridor and I'm walking through, got into his bedroom and as I got in there, he's been writhing on the bed and I just put my hand up and bam, went back to sleep. I went back to my bed, went back to sleep. What was that? Just a spiritual attack. Michelle's mum was in the house at the time and we had breakfast next morning and we're all asking the good question, how did you sleep last night? I said, good. I went, oh, no, I didn't. Had to get up and walk down and the Holy Spirit said, go down to Travis's room. And so I went down to his room and I could see him banging. I just said, be still, be still, slept. She said, oh, I saw you. She said, I'm down in the room and where you go the passageway, she said, uh, the Holy Spirit woke me up too and I could see and there was this shadow coming up the walkway. And she said, and as the shadow's coming, she said, all of a sudden the shadow stopped and turned around and went and next minute you walked in the room. I scare shadows. Jesus in me scares shadows. I want you to know right now that the authority of Christ in you is greater than any shadow or foul thing out there in the name of Jesus. Stand up and declare in the name of Jesus. Yeah, she said it just took off. But the Holy Spirit highlighted this passage for me. When you are under spiritual attack and spiritual oppression, 
The two areas he wants to stop in your life is to stop you seeing your future and speaking your future. Two evidences of being under the spiritual attack is you start to see things wrong and say things wrong. You start speaking about your problems, not your promises. You start seeing nothing but great potential. But God, when He comes in and touches your life, one of the first evidences of God coming in and resurrecting you is you start to see your future and you start to speak to your future. It's powerful. You come in. And Jesus said, listen, I healed this man and he went back and he got up and he started to see again and speak. And they're all excited and they're running and Jesus is going, no, time out, time out, time out. Don't go running off. Why? You've got to understand something here and I'm about to teach it. And then he goes into teaching about your words. You too can end up in a place where you stop seeing and stop speaking. Understand the power of your words. And he opens up about, you'll be held accountable for every idle word you speak. And that word idle in the, uh, <coughs> in the Greek means unemployed, unassigned, not given, an assignment. And I thought I might have had that in here, but it might be somewhere else. And that word there, and what he's trying to give a reference to is this. Every word is waiting to be assigned. Every word, the, the words I give you from heaven, the words, this creative power of your speech is so powerful that I can create with it and he's saying, listen, this thing I've entrusted you with your words, please don't disrespect the value of them by speaking about silly things, non-issues. You have the power today on Sunday to use these words to create. And that's why he said, at the time of when you go, when you get back and you have to get, get we go to heaven, you will be held accountable, not, not for how you lived and how you walked. Out of all the things, he says, no, only one thing. Every idle word you spoke, you'll give an account. It's like giving an entrustment of a million dollars and putting it in your bank account. And then at the end, he said, so what did you do with it? Oh, I bought a bit of this. But you didn't use it wisely. You could have purchased life. You could have purchased life. And that's where he comes up with that teaching there. Okay, back to my notes, Mark. Come on. Okay, God bless them. Now, the first reference that comes here, the first reference that we see the blessing is in Genesis. And it says here, So God created human beings in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. And it says, Then God blessed them. The very first thing He did is He blessed them. The first thing He did after creating humanity was to bless them. He spoke a blessing over them. Now, it's very important when we come to praying at the end here, the children are going to come up. They're going to wait out the front. I'm going to bring them in, and then we're going to have a time where you will be praying over your children and families here. What did this blessing consist of? Because it makes up the blessing. 
And what he was doing, he was speaking what it is he desired to see over this life of Adam. It said, be fruitful, fill the earth, govern it, reign, exercise authority. The very first thing he wanted to do was to bless this man. And that's what we do when we come. As parents, we speak a blessing over what we want to see over our child, what we want to see in their life, what do we want to see them happening in their life. We declare a blessing and speak it over their life. Another example is found in Numbers chapter 6, and we sang this song this morning. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with the special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord protect you. May the Lord smile on you. And then we read this very, very next important part of this verse. Say whenever. Oh, shout at me. I'm in Uganda. Shout a bit. Whenever. Oh, that's how the Africans do it. Oh, they do it. <laughs> Don't they, Lizzie? They shout you down. I was preaching in Africa and I had a pastor's conference, about 400 pastors, and I'm getting fired up. My interpreter's getting fired up, and someone's running towards me. And I started to panic. Until he started to throw dollars at me, I started to preach again. <laughs> tell Aaron, tell Aaron, they're about to embark on their 40 years. Tell Aaron, they're in the wilderness. Tell Aaron, they're not in their promised land. Tell Aaron, they're still not there yet. To bless the people. And whenever Aaron and his sons blessed the children of Israel, I will bless them myself. So when I speak a blessing over Chloe, when I speak a blessing over Travis, when I speak a blessing over Jamie, God says, when you do that, I will bless them. I will bless them. I will bless them. This is a spiritual dimension you cannot miss. We are not in a community club. We're not in a church where we just want to hang and have tacos and have good times. We're in a church that operates as the Apostle Paul said. We don't war this war like other natural ways. Our war is in a spiritual realm. We operate with spiritual principles. We operate with prayer and with fasting. These are things we do. These are the practices and principles we're not going to let loose. There's too many people out there and movements pushing against. The Word of God is not for today. Only parts of it. The Word and practices of God. I want to tell you as as a pastor of this church, I am unashamedly one who believes in the Bible, who loves every part from Genesis right through to Revelation. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of fasting. I believe in the power of declaration. I believe in the person called the Holy Spirit. And I believe in his local church is the answer for today's problems. I just saw that. I thought I might be writing a letter to you from prison. Make sure you bring me something. 
And it's a principle that when you bless someone, I will bless them myself, says the Lord. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people, I myself will bless them. Fathers, in the morning when you bless your children, at night when you bless your children, when they're going to school and you pray a blessing, know that God is using you and flowing through you to do that. Why was it given to Aaron, Pastor Mark? Well, because of his spiritual authority, he was a priest. And I want to speak to fathers here today for this morning. If you're a father, you have a very significant, important role in your family. You're not just a provider. You're not just a peacekeeper. You're not just an encourager. You are a priest in your home. And you are called and appointed to be that man in that home, to stand up and first of all intercede on behalf of your family and to pray for your family. But the second thing as a father you're called as a priest is to pray a blessing over your family, and to speak a blessing over your children. That is our role. And we model that to them through the way we speak about the Word. We love the Word of God. Have your Bible opened and unashamedly in the house that they can see, my dad loves the Word of God. The Holy Spirit, let them hear you praying in the Holy Spirit as you walk around the home, singing, and it says in Psalms, praising God in the Holy Spirit. And have a pray, and then also have a love for the local church, his church. Be a member of the local church. Don't just pass through on one Sunday a month, come through on every eight weeks. Know and show, because you, it is your responsibility as a father to raise up your children in the ways of God. Not just a way, but in the ways of God. We come to church not because we want to tick off something on a Sunday. We come to church because it's His church. I'll tell you what, because all of you are going to end up in eternity forever. And some of we might be thinking, hang, do I get time out? No, it's forever. This singing never stops. I know. This praise never stops. I know. And I'm not hanging around Abraham. He preaches every day. I know. Where can I go? You can't go anywhere. And so as Rick Warren says, this is where we practice before we go to eternity. This is where we practice to love the Word, love the people, get involved in church, serve in church. And as a dad, model that, show them when you pass away, Dad, what's going to keep your children when all of a sudden divorce might hit them or financial pressures hit them? Oh, what did Dad teach me? What did Dad show me? It's a very sobering thought. I know what Dad taught me. He taught me there's a place I can go. It's a safe place under the shelter of the wings. And I can pray. And I can fast. And I can seek a word. That's what Dad showed me. And Dad modeled to me too when we went through a financial situation in our own home. And I watched Dad. I watched Dad as he walked upright. I heard them talking in the lounge room. I heard Mum and Dad crying at the table. And Dad said these words, we've lost everything. And I can remember being a child and sitting in that room going, what's it going to do to my dad? And next morning I got out and I got to the breakfast table. I was scared because I didn't know how my father was going to react. And my dad walks out to the breakfast table, sits at the table and says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. What have you done? 
you've modeled how it is to walk as a man of God. Not just in the hills, but in the valley. That is going to keep your children. That is going to protect your children. We can have fun and do all the other stuff, ride motorbikes, kick footballs, bounce and do all that stuff. But first and foremost, as a dad, it is your responsibility. Those children out of all of humanity, God entrusted them to you and your wife. Now, the single mums here today, we honour you. Can we honour the single mums here today? You do an incredible job. An incredible job, and we honour you today. You are that person to stand. You are that person to pray. You are that person to intercede. You are that one. And I know you will do it really well. And it says, whenever you bless, God says, I'm partnering with you. I'm there with you. And I'm going to speak it in and over you. And so one of the most powerful things we can do as a father or as a parent is to lay our hands upon our children and bless them and speak life into them. One of the tragic things today is <clears throat> millions today live under a curse, and Michelle was leaning into that today. How? Because of words spoken over them, told that they are dumb, no good, waste of space, and you will never amount to anything. You cannot do anything right. Who's heard this one? I know I'm. You are just like your... Oh, you're scared. You're not even going to call that out. You were just like your father. You were just like your mother. It's true. And I know many of us have probably spoken them out over the year, not because we're evil. We were just ignorant, not realizing the power of our words. But I know this morning, this is, this is a very, very special meeting here this morning. And I pray through the power of the Holy Spirit that the graciousness of God will come and flow and convict, never condemn, convict us in a beautiful way to say, hey, change can happen right now. And I want to give you hope that this service today, God is doing something so good. And so we can break those curses off our children. As fathers, as mothers, we can come and say, I bless you with mental health. I break off you every word spoken against you in anger. My child, I bless your mental state with a sound mind. I bless your emotions. You will not feel stress, not worry, not fear or feel intimidated. I bless your academic endeavors. I bless your God-honoring relationships. This is how we release a powerful blessing over our children and our grandchildren. Peter just introduced me to his last grandchild. And is it, Jake, was it? How many is that? Eight. Lord, I bless Peter with another eight. Lord, in the name of Jesus. And then every one of his children went, oh, no. Genesis chapter 12, we read about Abraham. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. 
make you famous. Oh, Lord, I'd like to be a granddad. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse you and treat you. All the families on earth, you will be blessed. What is God doing? He is blessing, blessing, blessing. But hang on, he comes up to Abraham and he says, I'll bless you with a nation, with children. Speaking a blessing over a guy who doesn't have one child and a woman who's barren and can't have any children. This is the power of a blessing. We can turn things upside down and make them right by speaking a blessing. We can bring realignment by speaking a blessing. And God says, if you do your part, watch your words and every day speak a blessing over your children. They may be away from God. They may be in some foreign place, but that doesn't change the way you speak over them. Your marriage might not be in the desired place you see it is, but that doesn't change the way God sees it and you see it. And God's saying, will you come into alignment with me? Will you step in this place of alignment? And as you speak a blessing, you release a blessing straight through. That's what we do. It's a powerful thing. He speaks a sevenfold blessing. We won't go into that. One of the first things Jesus did, we go to the New Testament. As Jesus goes into the New Testament in the ministry. He preached a sermon. And one of the first sermons he preaches, we call it now the Sermon on the Mount. Three chapters, Matthew chapter 5 through to Matthew 7. What was the sermon about? It was all about one thing, a blessing. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who are merciful. He was coming and standing amongst people who were mourning, who were poor in spirit, who were broken, who were destitute, who were disenfranchised, who were disenfranchised. And he's come up and he said, Blessed are you. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those. And he's declaring a blessing over them. How? First thing he does, he comes. And while he's teaching, there was a time Jesus was teaching. And right in the middle, he got stopped. Thank you, Shanessa. Move to ministry time now. Jesus is teaching, and as a rabbi, he's a rabbi. And one thing a good rabbi never does, he never stops his teaching. If he starts teaching, you never interrupt, you never break it. The rabbi is teaching. But there's one account, he's teaching. And he gets interrupted and the people around him go no get out get out and this woman's coming and she's torn between two she's torn between the 
because of the people they go, get away, you're breaking every rule. And she's going, no. And behind her, they see she's got a child. And she's moving up. And as she's getting closer to the place where Jesus is teaching, Rabbi, they're all sitting there, all the religious, they're listening and leaning in and listening to every word. And this woman's breaking the custom, breaking every rule, breaking every ritual and bringing this child in. And she says, I don't care. What she's saying is, I don't care. This teaching is going on, I know. Your rules and regulations, I know. But there's one other thing I do know. I want my child to be blessed the child Jesus then does it he himself models it he stands up he says hey chill suffer the little children to come to me for theirs they have a right also to be blessed for theirs is the kingdom and he blesses them years later Jesus walks goes ministers this messes me up what I'm about to tell you finishes his ministry comes to the end goes to the cross dies comes back visits and hangs with the disciples the eleven and hangs with the people around him scripture records that Jesus came and they said well first of all it was the two on the road to Emmaus And he hung with them and they ran and told the 11 disciples, hey, Jesus is back. No, he's not. Come on. He is. He told us things and opened up the Scripture and unveiled stuff to us. No, he's not. Well, Jesus comes and lands in amongst them. They still, they still, you're not. He says, hey, look at my hands. Then he said, by the way, you got any fish and chips? So they break out the fish and chips. He said, make sure it's taco with that. Put it with that. He spends time with them. Then he does this. This this trip me up. This trip me up, you know. You can read the word for 40 years. But I'm telling you now, there's a new season upon us. There's a new season. And as I began to read, and it said this simple words. Where was he right now? He was in Jerusalem, the city of David the most majestic center for every Jew. And then Jesus says these words. Hey guys, let's go. And they walk out the room. Where are we going? Where are we going, Master? I want to take you for a walk. Jesus, knowing this, He's about to be ascended. He tells them, I've got to go because I'll send the Holy Spirit. But then he walks. 
Where are we going? And scripture records that as he walked out, he said, we're going to Bethany. Bethany? We got a two-mile walk? Why? Well, I asked that question too. I wrote down here, what was the last thing Jesus did before he ascended? Who was he with? And what place did he choose to ascend from? And verse 50 records, he led them to Bethany. I said, Holy Spirit, why Bethany? Why not stay in Jerusalem, the city of David? Why not ascend over this city? I think there may be a couple of reasons. Just me, knowing Jesus. I think this master, one very simple practical reason is this. That's my 11. I've been hanging with him for three years. Walked on water where one did. Had to save you. Healed your mother-in-law. You never forgave me after that, Simon. <laughs> when I asked this in my study, I wept. I said, why? And I felt Jesus knew he was going. And he said, just you guys, just you guys. Remember the time I rocked up to see my dad before he passed away. I sat at the table and I missed, I missed dad's passing by an hour. My sister told me that all the family members were going into the room, one after the other, one after the other, just saying their farewells. There came a time, she said, three hours before he passed away. He just put his hands up to my sister. Stop. No more, no more. She said, what, no more people, Dad? No, you. No, no more. She said, Dad, no. We've said our goodbyes. No. Go and tell your mother. She's the only one. The only one. I want to spend time with her. So I saw Mama. I brought her in. My father said, close the door. And for the next three hours, Nanny and Poppy just spent their time together. And I said, Lord, why go to Bethany? And he said, that we have some good chats, the Lord and I. We just hang. He said, Mark, I just wanted to have one last walk with the 11 I love. I just want to do one more walk. We've walked all over. We've walked up to Bethel. We've walked to Bethany. We've walked out to Bethany. We've walked. But I just wanted to walk once more with my 11. But it was more than that. I said, I wouldn't let go. I said, Lord, 
You could have walked anywhere. You could have walked around Jerusalem seven times like Joshua. Why Bethany? He said, I wanted to show them why. Why Bethany? He said, Mark, do you remember Bethany? I started searching scriptures about Bethany. I found out it was the house where a woman massaged his feet with oil and then wiped his feet with her hair. I found out it was the place where he got the call and he was ministering and two girls came to him, Mary and Martha, and they said these words, Jesus, the one you deeply love is sick and dying. It was the home of Lazarus. And this is the place where Jesus, out of all the places he wanted to leave, he wanted to choose this place. He wanted to walk this last place just with those he loved. And he wanted to be at the house. And he wanted to remind the 11, this is the place where my feet were washed and the sacrifice was done with the place of love. But also I want to remind you this. This is the place. Do you remember? Do you remember Lazarus? Yes, yes. I remember, Lord, on the fourth day we came and you called and stood in front of a rock and you said these words and we're going, he's going to embarrass himself. He's built a great ministry. He's got the ministry going. He's got the tapes going. He's got the ministry out there. He's going to mess it up. And you stood in front of a rock and you called out his name and we wanted to crawl under a rock. We were so scared. And you said, Lazarus. You blessed him called him out. Why, Beth, why Bethany? I never want you to forget what happened. I never want you to forget that you can speak to dead things. Call them back to life. I never want you to forget. And then he turns the 11 around and he says, out of all the places I could have, it's this place I choose to now bless you. And he goes and blesses them. Apostle Paul started every letter with a blessing, ended with a blessing. So as we close, we're going to prepare now to pray. This is where we're moving into time of prayer. We're all, number one, the role was for the priest in the Old Testament. Number two, fathers, we are referred to as the high priest. But number three, the wife in the home, if she's not married, she's a single and even if dad is not walking with Jesus the way that you would desire for him, you too can stand in and speak a blessing over your children. Because in 1 Peter 2.9, we're reminded that we're all a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession that can show forth to others the goodness of God. Let's rephrase that. You can show forth the goodness by speaking a blessing. Revelations 1 chapter 6 says He has made us all a kingdom of priests. So Pastor Mark, how do I pray a blessing? You simply, when someone comes before you, lay your hand on them, just put on their shoulder. 
look at them and begin to declare a blessing over them. Call it out. Speak what you desire. Speak life over them. Lord, uh, Jackson, Jackson, I speak academic strength over your life. Jackson, I pray and declare that this day you shall walk under the care and the protection of God. You speak and declare that. I remember I called at a house one time, a, a couple in the church here, Tariq and uh, Maria, through every one of their children, right after they get home, they call me in as the father, spiritual dad. And I think I've got a video clip there, Patrick, do I? Where I, I went to uh, Hannah's, just after Hannah. And it's just a simple little thing. Fighting, she will have the gift to walk in and bring peace. And she'll bring peace between people. You will be a peacemaker. That's what you'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's it. Boy, I look young there. Look what you did to me. <laughs> I had little Tiffy and Clara last Sunday. And uh, as soon as she hit my hands and rested in my arms, I just felt the prophetic, felt the unction. And I said to Karen, Karen, don't, Karen's taking photos. Don't take photo. Get video, video, video. And so I stood there. Clara spoke into her life spoke a blessing as soon as you bait, soon you have children as soon as you get that little bubby hold them before God well, I just thought of that song yeah Lion King you know holding up you know, and seeing the blessing I, my, my mind goes everywhere I'm prophetic I see those visions and they're holding up because that was a prophetic picture oh, anyway we won't go there and uh, you know blessing a blessing don't don't discount what we're doing here this morning God's up to something some of your struggles when you start this your circumstances are going to remain the same, but watch them shift. Watch them shift. You're making the shift. So we just speak a blessing and declare a blessing. If your children are not here today, that does not stop you. Get with your spouse where you are and speak. I speak over Jeremiah. I speak over Susie. And Father, we declare a blessing. On your seat, there's a little blessing card. You'll see it there. I can't bend down. It'll take me 20 minutes to get up. <laughs> That's why I'm going to, you've got to pray for me, Bailey, for golf. The golf ball's getting longer away from him. So there's a blessing there for others, and there's a blessing for your children. I put this out here just as a, a, a template. You can change it, but you think, oh, how do I bless? You can read that and just, just hold it and say, I declare a blessing. Now, there may be people here too, grandparents. I see beautiful grandparents. Put our hands together for the grandparents in the house. And grandparents your children might not be here but you can pray and mum you're there you've got your grandchildren and your children you can go to Wayne and Karen and speak a blessing Paul dear board member been here for years Paul's going to speak and pray over his children they're not here today but he's going to make himself available. Our board members are going to be on that side up the front and that side up the front. And you may want us to pray for you. Once I pray for my daughter, for my son and my daughter-in-law, pray for our children, I'm going to stand up the front and we're going to have a ministry time. The music is going to be playing. We're going to shift into the unction of the anointing and the ministry. 
and we're going to be right across this auditorium where Nick and Yvette are. They can just move, move and pray there. Where there's other couples, you can pray for your children. Just stand where you are. If you see someone by herself, little Kaylee here, Kaylee can reach out to her youth pastor and say, Izzy, would you speak a blessing over me? You can do that and pray those prayers. My heart's desire is if you're visiting here today, I don't want you to leave without getting a prayer of, of a blessing. So come up the front, just line up. I, 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 this word's been burning in my spirit all week. I could speak a, oh, what was I say? I could speak a blessing over all of you, but I, I won't. But I, I would love to pray for with you. I'd love to speak a blessing over you. Come and line up because I don't want you to miss out today what's God doing. And then I'm going to speak a blessing over all the fathers at the end. Joel, could you go and get the kids, thanks, mate, and bring them up just outside. Where we're going right now is bless those who persecute you. Bless those who curse you. And I'm going to transition now. And the Lord said to me, I want you to pray this prayer and I want you to invite the people. I want you to speak over them. So if you've got your notes, put your notes down right now. You're going to join with me and partner with me. Shane, could you come? I'm just following this service prophetically now. Musicians, come. Just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Just pray. God's doing something right now. Holy Spirit. Spirit, we sense your presence. And we're coming right now, Lord, to do something where you're going to partner with us. We're going to speak a blessing. We're going to break curses. We're going to break foul words that have been spoken over us and our children and over their lives and their workplace. We're going to break the power of those words. We're going to break those restrictions and bondages. Michelle read it and was in my notes, Galatians 3.13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Bondages can happen when you yourself have entered into a place you have no more control over. You're addicted to something. We're speaking and we're going to break that today. Bondages to the world and our sinful nature, bitterness, fear, worry, workaholism is something we're going to break today. And a stronghold is a pattern of thought and a feeling opposed to God's truth. Fear and shame are common strongholds. Fear and shame are common strongholds. Strongholds are based on a lie we believe, John 8, 44. And these lies are usually unconscious until the Holy Spirit brings them to light. <clears throat> Thank you, Shane. Just sing this before we invite this prayer. There's a power in the 
Coming to a time of ministry. There's a power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Thank you, guys. Now, what I want you to do, I want you to join in with me, church. I want you to follow this prayer with me and declare it where you are right now. Declare this, I proclaim that Christ redeemed us from the curse. I proclaim that Christ has redeemed us from the curse. I bring judgment from the throne of Jesus Christ against every foul power, witchcraft, black art, and curse. I bring Jesus Christ cursed for me against all curses that have been raised against me, against my marriage, against my children, against my workplace, spoken, unspoken, or transferred to me. I bring judgment. And in the name and by the blood of Jesus, I break the power and hold of every curse that has come to me through the transfer by another human being. In the name and by the blood of Jesus Christ, I break the power and hold of every curse that has come to me through words spoken. In the name and by the blood of Jesus Christ, I break the power and hold of every curse that has come to me through occult practices. And in the name of Jesus, I declare every legal hold, every legal ground of the enemy broken, disarmed, destroyed. Satan has no power over me through any practice. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, I am free. Thank you, Jesus, for setting me free. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command all demonic spirits that have gained access to me through a curse, through rituals, cut off and banished from me and my household. And I feel to prophesy from my household and from this generation forth. Declare this, I declare and decree that I'm setting in place a new legacy for my family. No more shame, no more pain. Jesus, I ask you to send your angels now to completely disarm all curses from me. 
disarm their very every device and render them destroyed. I ask your angels to remove all foul spirits involved in these curses and bind them to your feet for judgment. I now claim every spiritual blessing that my heavenly Father has given to me in Christ Jesus. I claim those blessings right now here in the very place of all cursing by the authority and power of the Lord Jesus Christ and in His name, Jesus. May these things be fully accomplished now through Your mighty name. I give You all thanks. I give You all honour. I give You all praise. All of this, I pray by the authority and in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us stand and let out a shout here this morning. Let there be a shout in the house. Let there be a shout in the house. Hallelujah. A shout of victory. A shout of triumph. A shout of victory. Oh God, you are our God. You are our source. You are our blessing. You are our good. Amen. Children come in. Children come in. Go to your parents. If you haven't a child, pick one. Just take one. Oh, look at these gorgeous ones coming in. All these beautiful kitties. Yeah. May they go back to the right parent. They're still coming. My mind went to that Discovery Channel in the Antarctic when all the mums come back for the little penguins. I thought, how do they find their parent out of all those thousands and thousands? Right now. Right now we get to do ministry. This is where it happens. Don't forget, don't forget. If you're by yourself here today, you don't have to be. Reach out to a friend beside you, get beside someone and speak a blessing over them. Speak a blessing. Don't be afraid, come up the front. We will come, I will come, the board members, Michelle, we want to speak a blessing over you and decree a blessing over you, okay? Look around and church family, look around. If you see someone that's by themselves, just walk up and just say, would it be okay to pray with you? Okay, so we've got the backing music on. We're going to sing the blessing. You come, you begin to pray. Speak a blessing over your children and family. Now, you guys can all go to your family. Thank you, Patrick, as you play that audio tape. Holy Spirit. Cover this time right now, Holy Spirit. Cover this time. Cover this time. Yeah, James and Catherine, yeah, you can speak a blessing over your children. Yeah, bless him.